Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Practical Wisdoms for Life podcast. I'm Amanda, your host of today's show, and I'm here today with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina, as well as Director of Operations and Communications, Rachel. Today, we will be discussing a quote from Roy Disney, who said, it is not hard to make decisions when you know what your values are. That's an excellent quote. Let's break it down a little. How do people know what their values are? Rachel, what do you think? Well, this is a heck of a question to take point on, but I will tackle it bravely. So the way you know values um, can vary a lot from person to person, but um, I think that for most of us, we're going to be able to feel it in our gut. So values can be taught, of course, by your parents or by whomever. You can learn your values, but overall, the best way to know what your real core values are or what feels good to you. So if you're facing a decision and one one road makes you feel good and excited and maybe even a little valiant, um, and another decision makes you feel just a little bit icky inside or just slightly guilty, that might be a good indicator of what your values might be. And you can take a step back there and sort of examine what you're feeling and why. You might also be able to identify your values by thinking of who you might want to emulate in the world. So if you have a particular idol who you think is doing a lot of great work in the world, um, then maybe look at them and imagine what their values might be and see if those make sense to you. Um, That's a really good way to identify your values. Um, And then I think I think the last way and perhaps the best way is thinking about the world you want to live in. So there's this great quote I've seen a lot of times, um, be the change that you want to see in the world. Um, And I think that that really speaks to your values. So if you want to see a more honest world or or more empathetic world, then obviously you value honesty and empathy. Um, Maybe you don't think of it quite in such abstract terms, maybe what you want to see in the world is less wealth inequality. And, you know, that's very specific, maybe not what we might term a value. So at that point, you might be able to step back and say, well, why do I want to see less wealth inequality? What what is it there that, um, that makes sense? But I think for most of us, coming back to my first point, we will know our values just through what feels right. What do you think, Tina? Do you do you agree with that? Thanks, Rachel. I do. I do. And I I I like the meandering that you took with that. I think at the at the core of all of this, that values are really what what is important to to us. What's important to us as an individual? What do we value? What gives us purpose? And to your point, Rachel, that you feel it in your, in your, I think you said you're in your gut, you have a, a good sense of self and, and you know, when things are right, when f- things feel right or they don't feel right. But I'd like to just condense it down to that. What values are is really what is important to us. Is it uh, relationships uh, or, or, or money or job security or uh, a pet or, in, in, or any combination thereof, um, but that's it's it's what we hold um, closest to us and what's uh, what's strong uh, that that we uh, that we relate to. Lynn, hey, thank you, Tina, and uh, 
you know, I, I, I love, definitely agree with trusting your intuition and, and that sense of yourself. For women especially, that's important. To understand your values, uh, you should look at your attitudes and behavior. Um, they do offer insight into your general values. And for many of us, our most important values are often the hardest to see and talk about. And when a major event occurs in our lives, uh, many of us will find that emotional clarity, So, which both Rachel and Tina, you referred to. Especially when it's personal. I mean, it's, it's close family friends, close family or friends. And only then do we become aware of those core values that we, we hold, sort of at a conscious level. So my advice is to take the time to self-reflect and, and ask yourself how you would respond in given situations. And I really liked your analogy, Rachel, on you know, how does it make you feel? What's in your gut? Um, does it make you feel good or does it make you feel icky? And, and this will help you identify um, your, your unconscious goals and, and your values um, and, and break it down to, um, rather than generalizing things, get back down to that, those core values. Those are some great insights. Now I'd like to ask, what about gray areas? How does this apply to decisions that are more subjective? Tina, what would you say? Well, I, I have an analogy here that that I I remember from some time ago, and and when you're when you're being true to yourself and being true to your values, I'm not sure that there's so much gray. Um, if you think of values as a as a as a tree, and here's the analogy: so the values are the roots. That keeps us grounded. And keeps us uh, keeps keeps us true to you know what's important to us. The strength of those roots or the strength of those values determines the strength of the trunk of the tree, and the branches, leaves, and all of that that go that that branch off from there. So a strong tree or a strong value system supports everything around it. So I think that even in in gray areas or what what would be considered gray because we all we don't live in a black and white world we live in a colored world but if you if you think of this as as having a foundation and all that comes to you is processed through that foundation and it's either that there can be nuances but I think that in order to be true to yourself, you still have to, to hold true to those roots, and that will guide you. Lynn? Yeah, I like the tree analogy. That's, that's great. Um, here's my thought process on gray areas. It's a matter of weighing what is important to you. you know, how will your decision um, impact what matters most? How or will your decision negatively impact others? Um, will you be able to look yourself in the mirror and be proud of the decision that you make? You know, at the end of the day, um, there's a lot of things that are subjective. So focus on what you passionately care about and uh, follow Tina's advice with the tree analogy and, and uh, 
stay true to that foundation. Uh, Rachel, what do you think? Well, I like what both you and Tina said. Like Tina uh, mentioned, we don't live in a black and white world by any means. I would say that most things are gray. Um, so I think Tina's right when she says that uh, our values are the roots of the tree, to use her analogy. But I would argue that sometimes that's not clear to you. So you might be looking at a situation and you don't know what you should do based on your values because even though your values might be strong you just you're up at, on you're up in a leaf somewhere and maybe you can't see what those roots are at the, at that moment so in those situations you you have to look at it and see what's going to work best in that situation you might be judging or weighing rather what does the least amount of harm or the most amount of good, depending on what that decision is. Um, you would have to look at the short-term versus the long-term. I would encourage you to typically look at the long-term implications of any decision, but sometimes you can't afford to be looking that far ahead and what you need to do, you need to do for the short-term, and that's okay sometimes. And I agree with what Lynn said, that you have to be able to look yourself in the eye and explain what you did and why. You need to have a strong justification for those decisions that you make. Um, and even if no one's ever going to ask you to justify it, you need to be able to justify it to yourself. And I'm not talking about rationalizing, like making a decision that you know is wrong and then talking your, like doing some mental and moral acrobatics to make it make sense. You need to be able to clearly and honestly explain why you did what you did. And, you know, like I said in the, with the first question, you have to go with your gut. Usually one of the things is going to make you feel better than the other or at least less icky. So, you know, that's that's kind of where I would, I would put that down is, is just do what makes the most sense at the time. Wow, I love that tree analogy, Tina. How does this philosophy directly impact our lives? Lynn, what would you say? Well, I think we've been talking about this so far, it's about staying true to yourself, staying focused on what's important. And I have a personal example that many of you may be able to relate to. Um, when we had our daughter, uh, my husband and I agreed that she was the most important aspect of our lives. And as a result, when our job shifted to the opposite end of a large metropolitan area, we made the decision to move and within the context of how it would impact her. Our decision to move was based on the value that we placed on being a family and spending time together. We felt it was better to move and, and essentially force her to make new friends rather than being away from home and family due to hours and hours of commuting every day. And I'm sure that those of you who live in large metropolitan areas or visited those can, can visualize that. Um, so that's how the philosophy directly impact, impacts my life or, or has impacted my life. And uh, Rachel, how about you? You know, this quote is, I, disagree with it somewhat. 
so I think Disney's right that your values are going to guide the way that you generally walk through life, the way you treat people, the way you behave. Um, but I think that a lot of the times you're going to find situations where knowing your values is not going to make that decision any easier. Um, so you might find that you have conflicting values at certain times. So I'm, I don't have any personal examples for you right now, but an example that I think we can all imagine is, um, you know, if you value both honesty and um, protecting your friends, and you might find that you have to lie in order to protect your friend for for any particular reason, and then you have some conflicting values, and at that point, you're going to have to to um, to prioritize basically, and that can be very difficult to do. And those priorities are going to shift and change depending on the specific situation. And I think there's oftentimes a disconnect between what your values are and what you actually do. So this is a little bit more specific to me, but I have a strong value in political activism, especially around particular causes. Um, so that would direct me to participate in, uh, in protests and in rallies. And I do, I often do because making the world a better place fits in very well with my values. But sometimes, oftentimes, I don't enact or I don't act on those values because it's cold outside or I don't want to go all the way across town. And it's not like I'm pitting my value to save the world against my value to self-care. In this case, I don't need self-care. I'm, I'm just being lazy. And you know, even though I know what I should be doing, um, it just, it doesn't always pan out that way. It doesn't always make that decision any easier. But I do want to come back to you though, that the values do, generally speaking, um, directly impact our lives, directly impact the way we treat people and the way we behave in public spaces and in private. Um, I'm not sure if I completely answered that question exactly, but that's, those are my two cents. So take it away, Tina. What do you think? I really, Lynn, I think your example of, of how you set a value and then how you change your life around that to, to um, once you have prioritized something, I think that was just an, an excellent example uh, in uh, answering this, this particular question of how does a philosophy directly impact our lives. Um, you know, whether, whether we know it or not, our values are there. Um, and it, it makes things a lot easier on us without even realizing it if we're being true to our values because things feel right. Um, but every now and then we, you know, life changes. There's some situations in which there's a conflict between values and things that, that, that you actually have control over. And at that time, um, you have, as long as you have a clear understanding of what your values are, it's easier for you to decide if this is a place you want to be or if you want to not be in this place. But you are, it's a conscious decision being aware of your own values and finding it if, if it's being around difficult people or whether it's being in a job that's asking you to do something or um, be in an area or work within an area that, that you're not comfortable within. Um, but 
being true to that core, being able to be flexible and nimble with that, um, as long as you can square it up internally with yourself, then then um, I think that there's there's some area to uh, to move. But Lynn, I think you just gave a, an excellent example of uh, of how you set a value, and then everything else is uh, all all things that are informed in and around that that decision. So I applaud your your answer. Thank you. We have time for one more question, and we have one from Yolanda in Boston, Massachusetts. Yolanda asks, I have had a significant life change occur that, is, that has challenged my values. It has confused me. How do I find my footing to make a decision? Lynn, how would you answer Yolanda's question? I'm not sure, Yolanda, that you're going to like my answer. While you feel confused um, and maybe a bit lost right now, uh, this is actually a good thing. Um, we grow and evolve when our values are tested. Um, this is especially true of a general value um, that conflicts with a powerful unconscious value. So take time to reflect and, and trust your inner core value that's true. And, and disregard the superficial general value. I mean, it comes back to what we've been talking about and uh, Rachel's statement of trusting your gut. So, uh, Tina? Yeah, Lynn, I, I like that, thank you. You know, that values, as, I, as I've said, values are, are fairly stable. Um, they don't necessarily have, have boundaries. Um, but I think as we move through life, uh, values change. And uh, Yolanda, I think that's exactly what you're asking here. You have some significant life changes and and you're, you find that your values um, and perhaps those are values that you've had for a very long time. And, and uh, so you're, you're finding it that, that you're needing to reposition your, your thought process. Um, you know, for example, sometimes when we start out um, in, our, in, in, in our career, that's where we're focused. Where we're, we're focused on getting ahead in our career, but you get there's a family that takes place. You start a family, and then there's a, a work-life balance that has to take place, and then that that kind of upends what what you thought were your values. And I think it's important to to that that you've recognized that um, that your values are changing, but may, maybe it's maybe they're shifting. Maybe they're not completely changing. And maybe it's a, a matter of, of um, reframing your value set. Um, but I think it's, it's great that, you, that you're recognizing this. And I, I challenge you back to uh, what is it that's making you uncomfortable? And is it, is it just a, is it a matter of, of changing uh, your perspective or rewording that value? Um, really, it's a lifelong exercise. Our, our value systems, we maybe have a core, but the way in which we, we apply them and we approach life is going to change based on, uh, on external factors. So I applaud you for, for um, noticing that. And be good to yourself. Just listen, listen to your internal voice. And I think you'll, be, you'll find your food footing. Rachel? So... Um, I like a lot of what Lynn and Tina have been having to say. Um, I think Lynn is exactly right that you are going to need 
you're going to need to spend some time with yourself and reflect on what's going on. You'll need to be really introspective for a little while. And maybe you do that through meditation or yoga, or maybe you just go out for a run. But you do need to take the time to be with yourself and be comfortable with your thoughts and explore your thoughts. And I think you'll find your footing again. Um, because like Tina said, it's your values are going to be pretty consistent most of the time. So you're, you'll find them again. You just have to maybe work a little bit. You just have to shine a light there. But, you know, once you've finished all that reflection, um, and once you feel a little bit more comfortable with what your values are, then at that point you can start looking outward and take a, take a look at how the world is now. Um, maybe you'll see that, you know, some of the things, some of the ways you enacted your values just don't make sense anymore and you're going to have to find new ways or maybe prioritize some values over others. Like Tina was saying, when you're building your career, your values are going to be prioritized in a different manner than when you're working on building a family. So, you know, that's when you can start to look at the world and see see how you can start to apply your values, which you've just rediscovered. And, you know, you're, Lynn's right that it's good that you're um, reflecting on this, but make sure that you understand that it's okay that you can just make one decision at a time. You know, maybe start with the small things um, and then start getting, making bigger and bigger decisions once you become more comfortable with how you're applying your values um, to your current life situation. So I know that's all a little bit vague, but um, I do hope that you can, you can find some useful advice there within not just my answer, but all of our answers. And I wish you the best of luck. Thank you, Lynn, Tina, and Rachel for your responses. And I hope they have helped you, Yolanda, in better understanding your values and decisions. We want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast. Next week will be another terrific dialogue at Petite Queen. If you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com.